Watching an athlete break a major sports milestone is amazing to watch. And yet for Hank Aaron, his accomplishment of hitting the most career home runs was met with racism and multiple threats of violence against both him and his family. In the years and months leading up to this event, Hank had to endure what no fellow human ever should. Here's his story, today on Rounders, A History of Baseball in America. And hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Rounders, a history of baseball in America. I am, as always, your host, Jeff Lambert. Before we get started on today's episode content, I just want to give two quick shout outs to our listeners. Uh, Number one, I have had the pleasure of speaking with several uh, listeners who are joining us from over in the UK. Uh, We have a growing listener base over there. Uh, To everybody that's tuning in, thank you so much for your support. I've been having some great conversations with some of you on Instagram and Facebook. So welcome to the fold. We're making this a global movement, which is always exciting. So it's great to have you. I also want to give a specific shout out to Rob, who uh, started listening recently, and he's joining us from West Yorkshire. And he, he messaged me on social media and said that he's been listening to the show during lockdown and he's enjoying it. So Rob, thanks for your support. And thanks for reaching out on social media to connect. It was great to make your acquaintance. So baseball has had its share of records broken in recent memory. We had Barry Bonds hit the most home runs in a season in 2001. We had Cal Ripken Jr. break Joe DiMaggio's record for the most consecutive games played in 1995. And then we have Hank Aaron. He broke Babe Ruth's record for career home runs in 1974. Now, uh, Hank Aaron died recently, uh, on January 22, actually, of this year, uh, 2021, he passed away. And, uh, you know, in just reading about uh, after he passed away and just trying to delve a little bit more into the man, not only as a player, but as a person, I was really just taken aback by uh, how much he's done for the sport, what a strong individual he was, and reading more about what he had to go through leading up to breaking Babe Ruth's record. You know, I, I, I was born in the 80s, so, you know, I always heard about Hank Aaron. I didn't get to see anything that, that happened, you know, with him live. I certainly came to respect him, and, you know, I knew about his accomplishments, but reading about the struggle leading up to what he accomplished is certainly something we should talk about more. Um, in the same vein that we talked about Bob Gibson a few episodes ago and what he had to go through. So overall, uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was was certainly an eye-opener for me, and uh, it certainly speaks to Hank Aaron's strength of character uh, and what he went through and what he accomplished. So enjoy the episode. I think an appropriate place to begin our journey is just to recap Hank Aaron's career on the field. Uh, You know, we may have some new listeners, uh, younger listeners, people who may not be familiar with the scope of Aaron's work as a ball player. So let's just briefly recap what he uh, did. He played in Major League Baseball from 1954 to 1976. 
Now, he spent 11 years with the Milwaukee Braves, and then he transitioned to the Atlanta Braves for eight years, and then he finished his career going back to Milwaukee, this time playing for the Brewers. When he started his career, he played in both the Negro Leagues and several minor leagues before signing on with the Milwaukee Braves. So he has some crossover there in terms of the two leagues. Right field was his primary position, although he played other positions as well. He was really known for his abilities both at the plate and in the field, and that's very important to outline. Now, let's start with his obvious skill as a hitter. He reached the 300 mark in batting 14 times. So he finished the season 14 times with a batting average of 300 or higher. He hit 30 home runs in 15 seasons. He hit more than 90 RBI 16 times. He's baseball's all-time leader in RBI with 2,297, in extra base hits with 1,477, and in total bases with 6,856. He was the leader in career home runs, which we're going to talk about today. He hit 755 over the course of his career, and that was only surpassed when Barry Bonds did it in 2007 and broke uh, Hank Aaron's record. So as a hitter, extremely talented over a very long career. We didn't see his numbers really peter out. Uh, He was consistent throughout. As a fielder throughout his career, Hank Aaron was also impressive. He won three Gold Glove Awards, and according to 538 Sports, advanced metrics generally consider him to have been an excellent fielder until he reached his mid-30s. And even after that point, he still played every day in the field. They shifted him to first base and left field, but he was still an above-average, if not excellent, individual out there with the glove. Overall, Hank Aaron won two National League batting titles in 1956 and 1959. He won a World Series in 1957. He was the National League MVP. He was the first player in Major League Baseball history to reach 500 home runs and 3,000 hits. He was elected to 25 All-Star games. And that's over the course of 21 seasons. There were a few seasons in there where baseball held multiple uh, Midsummer Classics, and he was elected to those as well. He was elected to the Hall of Fame in 1982, and he won the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 2002 as well. Talk about a storied career. Just to give you some quotes from other individuals who watched Hank Aaron play, Muhammad Ali once called Hank Aaron the only man I idolize more than myself. We also have ESPN's Dave Schoenfeld wrote an excellent article uh, recapping Hank Aaron's career after he passed away. He said, quote, When experts and fans talk about the best hitters in the game's history, they usually talk about Babe Ruth and Ted Williams and Barry Bonds, or even singles hitters such as Tony Gwynn, before Aaron's name comes up. No player, however, played with such sustained, consistent excellence for so long as Aaron, end quote. There was another quote that I really liked from uh, MLB journalist Neil Payne, and this is what he had to say about Hank Aaron. He said, quote, while there are other athletes who have been as good at age 35 as they were 25, Aaron was unique in the fact that he never had an off season. Year in and year out, Aaron showed up and played at an incredibly high level every day, end quote. Now, Hank's most publicized accomplishment was when he broke Babe Ruth's career home runs record, and he did that in 1974. 
But it wasn't until 1973 that Hank started to get daily national attention from the press because he started to really get within a very close margin of breaking that. And every day he got closer and closer to that, and every day the media attention ramped up. So Babe Ruth's Ruth's mark was 714 career home runs. So he's driving for 715. So in 1973, it starts to get really crazy for Hank Aaron in terms of the attention around breaking this record. Let's talk about what happened that night when Hank Aaron broke Babe Ruth's record and hit that 715th home run. That happened on April 8th, 1974. Hank got a 1-0 pitch from Dodgers pitcher Al Downing, and he smoked it into the left field bullpen. And this happened at Atlanta Fulton Count Stadium. So with that home run, Hank Aaron hit number 715, and he shattered Babe Ruth's record for most career home runs. We saw Hank Aaron rounding the bases, and the Dodgers' second baseman and shortstop both shook his hands as he ran around. There were two fans that ran out onto the field, and they started jogging beside Hank as he made his trip, and they were patting him on the back as he went. And then when Hank reached home, his teammates were there waiting for him at home plate, and they picked him up, and they carried him a ways. His mom and dad came out to hug him, and the announcer for the game that night, the the TV announcer, was actually Vin Scully. And he said, as this unfolded in real time, quote, this is a marvelous moment for the country and the world. A black man is getting a standing ovation in the deep South for breaking the record of an all-time baseball idol, end quote. In that moment, just even watching it now, just going on YouTube, it should have been a milestone every baseball fan would have been elated to be alive to see live. But that, that wasn't the case. Hank had been dealing with the worst sort of attention from the worst kind of people leading up into this moment. And he had to go through just an incredible amount of personal and professional pressure leading up into this moment. And that's what we're going to talk about a little bit more in depth. Before we get into the lead up to what occurred, let's just take a quick break for the seventh inning stretch. Hey everybody, it's Jeff, the founder and host of the show, and I have some exciting news for you. In addition to the Baseball History Podcast you know and love, I'm launching a weekly email newsletter. In it, you'll find a link to each new episode, along with curated baseball history news, stories, polls, and more. It's completely free, and it's a simple way to enjoy the Rounders show that you love even more. And for those of you who would like to support the show as a subscriber, you can easily become a member by signing up using the link in each newsletter. For just $5 a month, I'll send you a weekly email with bonus episode content, ad-free episodes, and video companions. As members, you'll also have opportunities to vote on future episode topics and participate in exclusive events, such as the Rounders Fantasy Baseball League. If you'd like to send me a small token of your appreciation just once a year, The cost is just $30 for an annual subscription. And if you really enjoy the show and you want to send me a more significant contribution, I've created a Rounders Starting Nine tier for an annual payment of $100. You'll have my eternal gratitude and have your name included in the episode credits as a show producer. In addition, you'll get to choose the topic for one episode each year 
and you'll get a free Rounders Starting Nine member t-shirt. Most importantly, you'll continue helping me grow this show. I'm grateful for your support and I look forward to sharing more of the best stories from baseball history with you in the future. Click the link in the show notes to sign up for the email newsletter today or go to rounders.substack.com. That's rounders.substack.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Just to recap, let's talk very quickly about what we just learned about Hank Aaron. We know that he was an amazing talent that had a very long, successful career. We know that he accomplished a lot both at the plate and in the field. We know that he went through a lot leading up to breaking Babe Ruth's career home run record. And that's what I want to talk about in depth now. Why am I focusing on this? For me, it's because... For someone to maintain the strength of character, to stay focused on their goals, and to continue being really a kind and humble person that he was known to be to teammates and fans, that takes a, a, a really just an incredible strong spirit. And we need to face this, I think, as baseball fans, that this man, he had to endure these events for playing a game, for playing a game and excelling at it and being hated for it just because he was the wrong color in some people's eyes. Like we talked about, the national press attention and the pressure really started to mount for Hank in 1973. He was about a year away from breaking the record. He had crossed that 700 mark, and he was only 14 away from breaking Babe Ruth's record. And that's when things started to get very uh, tough for him on a daily basis. So one way that he dealt with this, this constant pressure and abuse as he got closer to the mark was he started receiving mail in large quantities every day. He was receiving over 3,000 letters a day. And Hank, being the guy he was, tried to read them and respond to a lot of them. And he hired a secretary just to keep up with the mail. And a majority of the correspondence that Hank was receiving was filled with just, just hate-spewing nonsense that he would have to go through. Just to give you an example of some of the letters that he received, there was one that said, quote, Dear N-word Henry, you are not going to break this record established by the great Babe Ruth, if I can help it. Whites are far more superior than jungle bunnies. My gun is watching your every black move, end quote. Another said, Dear Henry Aaron, how about some sickle cell anemia, Hank? End quote. One writer promised to shoot Hank at home plate, either with a long-range rifle from the bleachers or with a handgun from the box seats. Dusty Baker, the famed manager for the San Francisco Giants, was Hank's teammate at the time. And he said, as this was going on, that, quote, I was his locker partner. And he didn't just show these letters to me, but I could tell when he got a bad one because he'd just drop it on the floor and he would go into the training room. Ralph Gar was on the other side and he and I would pick them up and read them. They were horrible, end quote. Because of the volume 
of hate mail that Hank was receiving, there, as we talked about, there was a, a good chunk of those that also included death threats. So whenever he received a letter that contained a specific death threat, team officials would ask him whether he wanted to skip the game for his own safety. Imagine getting a letter and it's saying that I'm going to be standing in the outfield with a gun and I'm going to shoot you. That would certainly be cause for concern. But Hank never skipped a game, never missed one when he got those letters. Hank admitted in later interviews that he read every single letter that was sent to him. And he said that those letters changed him. So why did he read them? You know, I think this was a powerful quote from Hank. He said, quote, I read the letters because they remind me not to be surprised or hurt. They remind me what people are really like, end quote. So we have that, that continuing pressure of going through this mail on a daily basis, reading this hate-fueled speech that contains violent threats, and having to go out onto the field and perform even after that. Another way that Hank had to endure and really just overcome this undue pressure during this time was that he had to make daily changes to the way that he lived his life just to avoid the possible violence and murder threats that he was receiving. Let me give you a couple examples. He had two personal security guards assigned to him at all times by the Braves. So wherever he went, whether it was to a restaurant, down to the lobby, getting in a car, going to the game, in the locker room, there were always two security guards nearby. As the threats became more frequent and more specific, the FBI got involved, and they were soon investigating multiple threats on a regular basis. Whenever the Braves went on the road leading up to Hank breaking this record, he always had to have two hotel rooms assigned to him. And he would stay in one of those hotel rooms, and then they would assign a dummy room for him to throw anybody off who was trying to track him down. His, uh, his personal assistants would register Hank Aaron under aliases in the hotels under the dummy names. They would use his mother's maiden name at first, and then the assistant would use their last name. And they would kind of try these different options. They, there was an interview that said that his assistants even considered using the name Babe Ruth as one of the aliases that he would use uh, to sign into these, these dummy rooms. Eventually, the name that they started using on a regular basis was A. Diefendorfer. So here we have Hank every night having to uh, be sequestered from his teammates to be put in a secret location where nobody knows except for his security guards and very select people in the organization. On top of that, when he was shuttled to games, security would have to usher him through the back doors of ballparks just to avoid the crowds. So he's basically isolated for his protection during this time period. And that must have taken an incredible mental toll on him. On top of that, he started to receive not only threats of violence against himself, but they started to expand to his family as well. As he got closer to 7.15, he received a specific message one day that someone was threatening to kidnap his daughter, Gail. The FBI got involved immediately and went to where his daughter was, she was at college, to protect her. And they had people out mowing the lawn undercover. They had people go into her dorm room and let her know what was going on. But again, you know, Hank Aaron's away from his family. He's getting these threats and he's trusting other people to protect them in the meantime. And he still has to go out every night and perform and do well leading up to breaking this record. 
I just, it blows my mind that he was able to do this. And then on top of that, the night that he breaks uh, Babe Ruth's record, when he hits 715, he's rounding the bases. You know, people are shaking his hands. Those two play, those two fans come out and they're patting him on the back. He reaches home plate. And I started off by talking about this at the beginning of the episode, that his mom and his dad were there to hug him for his accomplishment. But there was more to the story that was happening in that moment. His daughter recounted this later on in an interview. And she said that Hank's mother, Estella, she was scared when she met out to meet him, went out to meet him at home plate because fireworks started going off and she thought it might be gunshots. And she ran and she smothered him with this big hug, but it wasn't from delight. It was to shield him from any potential snipers she thought might be shooting at him. What a heartbreaking story for a mom to have to uh, think about in that moment. Uh, Gail's, uh, his, Hank Aaron's daughter, uh, expanded on that moment and said that in that moment, if they were going to take him, we're going to go together, end quote. That was the mindset of the family as they went out to meet him. My goodness. So looking back on all this after he broke the record, Hank was quoted as saying, and this again is a powerful statement from him, this obviously changed him, uh, seeing the hate from so many people on a daily basis. Uh, And he had this to say, quote, it made me see for the first time a clear picture of what this country is about. My kids had to live like they were in prison because of kidnapping threats. And I had to live like a pig in a slaughter camp. I had to duck. I had to go out the back door of ballparks. I had to have a police escort with me all the time. I was getting threatening letters every single day. All of these things have put a bad taste in my mouth, and it just won't go away. They carved a piece of my heart away. End quote. Ladies and gentlemen, all of this Hank Aaron had to endure for the simple fact that his skin color was different than that of Babe Ruth. Let that sink in for a second. And that's really what the story is about today. It's not that Hank Aaron broke the record, because he did. It's not that he was an amazing player, because he was. It's about the courage that he had to embrace, to go out every game, every day of every game, and play to the best of his ability, knowing that his life was in danger and the lives of his family and friends were also in danger. And that is what real courage looks like. If you'd like to read more about Hank Aaron's legacy, I've included three excellent articles that I use for part of the research of this show. It is in the show notes. I would recommend that you give them a read. There's certainly so much to talk about Hank Aaron. But I hope this gave you a window into what Hank Aaron had to go through in order to achieve that monumentous moment of reaching 715. Thank you all for tuning in to today's episode. If you have a free moment and you can write a review for the show on your podcast app of choice, it would help me be able to get in front of more baseball fans. Thank you for your support. And remember, there are only two seasons, winter and baseball.